everyone welcome back to sprint race my name is emma ridgeway and today we're going to be talking about the hyderabad e-prix i was very excited for this race i didn't know quite what to expect from the circuit but oh my god what a race it was now to set the scene if you've been listening to this podcast for the first three races of the formula e season you'll know that it has essentially been the porsche show three wins out of three for porsche powered cars and all eyes were on the rest of the teams notably the ones that people thought should have been up there in india to see if they could claw something back i want to start today with the roller coaster and that is the weekend of Jaguar. Jaguar are one of the teams who I think it's universally agreed that they're doing worse than they should. They seem to have a really good car and they've got two amazing drivers as well. Sam Bird has already got on a podium this year, but for Mitch Evans, he's just had a little bit of bad luck. A couple of bad strategy calls, plus getting stuck behind Rast at the end of the last race. And so coming into this weekend, I think there was a little bit of optimism that this track could provide some better fortunes for Jaguar. And at the start of the day, it looked like that was going to be the case. After a fairly unusual dual session, which involved Jean-Henrik Verne competing with himself, Mitch Evans from Jaguar ended up on pole. And it was a well-deserved pole. He was alongside Jean-Éric Verne on the front row of the grid in what could have been a starting lineup from last year. Sam Bird was a little bit unlucky not to be able to partake in the duels after the first round due to track limits. And ultimately, that plus a strategic decision later in the race ended up being the downfall of their entire weekend. After the highs of pole position, Mitch Evans had a really good start. He immediately went over to Jeff's side in order to cover him off on the start. And even though it is hard to save energy at the front, he was doing a really good job. But when Jaguar asked him to do attack mode, he ended up losing two places. This early decision ended up being one of those domino decisions that ultimately ended up with him being out of the race altogether. He lost two positions to Poemi and Jean-Éric Verne, didn't get them back after they took their attack modes, and of all the disastrous things to happen, poor Sandbird made a mistake going into the hairpin and ended up taking Evans out. Both drivers ultimately ended up going out of the race, and what is essentially one of the home races for TCS Jaguar ended up being a total disaster. Again, I feel a little bit sorry for Mitch Evans. He was so unlucky in the last race to get stuck behind Rennie Rast. Earlier in that race, he actually led. And again, a strategic decision meant that he lost a lot of places. He did everything right to get on pole, which is arguably one of the hardest things to do. You have to go through so many rounds to get that pole position. He did everything right at the start. Ultimately, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time when his teammate came sliding through. Now, as for Bird... I, again, feel a little bit bad for him that the track limits infringement meant that he was disqualified from the next round of the duels. Without that, I think he would have been up there with his teammate. But ultimately, you have to manage well with the cards that you're dealt. But I do feel sorry for Sandbird. He's a nice guy, and I don't think he crashes very often. I feel like this is a, a very rare occurrence for him. 
on what was ultimately a bad day at the office for the whole team. Now, so much happened in this race that I want to talk about, but I want to focus on what happened after the safety car. At this point, Jean-Eric Verne is still leading the race, but now he's got Nick Cassidy behind him. Cassidy's got 4% more energy than Verne, and it feels as though the table is going to be completely flipped again. All Cassidy has to do is put pressure on Verne, hope that he uses up more energy and get him on the last lap. And I think everyone else thought that as well. The last eight laps were some of the best I've ever seen in Formula E. At one point, my heart was pounding because I didn't know if Van was going to make it to the end of the race. I didn't know if he was going to lose a huge amount of places. There were little moments of drama when Cassidy went offline and there was just dust flying up in the air. At one point, he was even given a black and white flag. That radio message went through to Cassidy, who probably thought, great, if I keep putting pressure on him, he's going to make another mistake and get a five second penalty. I don't have to do anything. I'm sure Envision, like all of the commentators, thought that Jean-Eric Verne was going to run out of energy, that he was going to get a penalty, that he just wouldn't be able to make it to the end of the race. And I think when they realized that that wasn't going to happen, it was too late by that point. So it feels like a missed opportunity for Envision, but ultimately it turned into a defending masterclass from Jean-Eric Verne. I feel like Verne just rewrites the script of what is possible when it comes to Formula E. He's one of my favorite drivers to watch because when he gets in a position like that, the normal rules just don't apply. The logic of Formula E that we're used to, energy consumption, the regeneration, the track limits, he seems to be able to manage in the most unexpected and unpredictable ways. And that's what makes him such an exciting driver. In the end, it was his first win in nearly two years. If you remember last year, he was on the podium so many times, but just couldn't get that win. I think Monaco was the closest. And even though he didn't win, it was a superb performance from Nick Cassidy in the Envision. Again, it just highlights the disappointment that Jaguar must be feeling because Envision are customers of Jaguar in terms of the powertrain. The energy that Cassidy had at the end was just superior. Just going back to Jaguar, I think they've got so much more to give. And if they just get these little decisions right, have a little bit of good luck, put themselves in those good positions again, I think they're going to be up there. But they need to get those key moments right. So winners from the weekend, definitely DS Penske, who got their first win as the newly formed DS Penske team. Another winner from the weekend is uh, championship leader, Pascal Verlein. His main contender, Jake Dennis, uh, was almost climbing back up to the front and in my mind had a very good chance of winning but was unfortunately taken out by René Rast after the safety car. One of the other teams that had a pretty bad weekend was McLaren. Again, I think similar to Jaguar, they have a competitive car, but through some small decisions, through some track limit issues, and then ultimately being out of position meant that they ended up in a collision in the case of René Rast, and in the wall in terms of Jake Hughes, who apparently had a a mirror gets stuck behind his uh, steering wheel. All this is telling me that there are some really, really 
close battles to come. And that to me is incredibly exciting. It's great to see so many teams have the potential to go and win a race and they're just being one little thing that is stopping them. That sets us up for some really exciting races to come, especially considering we're going to some new tracks. I don't think we've had a bad race this year, which has been great to watch. Every time I've tuned in, I've been excited. It's been unpredictable. And it's exactly what I hoped for. So with the Formula One season starting very soon, I am very excited to be recording episodes for the upcoming season. Because there are so many Formula One races, I probably won't be recording after every single one, but I will be here for every single Formula E race. And at the moment, I will be back with another episode in two weeks time after the Cape Town E-Prix. So as always, thank you very much for tuning in. See you next time.